Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. June 6, 1944, better known as D-Day, was one of the most important days of World War II. It was when Britain, the United States, Canada, and their allies started their military push that would end in Adolf Hitler's defeat less than one year later. I'm going to post a link on my Twitter, at Calgary Today, a great explainer on why it's called D-Day from globalnews.ca, so we'll check that out in just a second. But I wanted to get into our next topic because I think uh, a lot of history continues to leave us every single year. As we get further and further away from the world wars, we lose another veteran. And with that, we lose the stories. We lose a lot of the context behind what has happened in our past. And the ability to learn from our past becomes even greater. And so it's important for people such as our next guest, to be able to have a voice and to be able to ask the questions of those who have lived through those times. And Norm Christie has certainly done that. He's an author and a military historian, and he's written quite extensively about not just Normandy, but others. And on this 75th anniversary of D-Day, we do welcome Norm to the program. Thanks so much for the time today, sir. Well, thank you. Why is today so significant in the history of World War II? Well, D-Day, of course, it has just such an important history. But I'm going to give you a little quote from Andy Rooney, the late, great Andy Rooney of 60 Minutes fame, who was there, of course. And this encapsulates exactly what D-Day was about. There have been only a handful of days since the beginning of time on which the direction the world was taking has been changed for the better in one 24-hour period by an act of man. June 6, 1944 was one of them. What the Americans, British, and Canadians were trying to do was get back a whole continent that had been taken from its rightful owners and whose citizens had been taken captive by Adolf Hitler's German army. It was one of the most monumentally unselfish things one group of people ever did for another. And that, to me, uh, covers D-Day. This is... um, this is a heroic uh, gesture by a group of people who didn't even have to be there. I mean, the Canadians, the Americans, the Brits didn't even have to be there. And they got together and they, they showed uh, their moral fiber and their their uh, sense of pride in who they are and what they were going to do. And they they did a very difficult job. And realistically changed the perspective and changed the trajectory of that war. Well, the Second World War has so many different facets to it, and every piece of it basically rolls into the defeat of the Nazis. Then I remember the Nazis were absolutely tenacious fighters, and really the only way to get them was to spread them as thin as possible and then squash them. The Russians had learned very uh, many times the hard way that when you thought they were beaten, they were still there. In fact, after Normandy, oddly enough, when you interviewed vets, many thought the war was over. But in fact, one in four of the Canadians killed in the Second World War were killed after D- after D-Day. Mm-hmm. So we lost a quarter of our dead when the war was presumably won. So it's uh, it, it's quite quite an adventure. My father was there. He was flying decoys, uh, uh, their decoy operations, uh, out of England at the time. And uh, you know, it's very uh, it's very cool to uh, to have known these people who who participated in this. And uh, I, I said that a lot of them are passed away now. And, uh, and I think it's even more important for us now to try to remember this because uh, 
it's gone from living history into history. And it's only the last few guys that are left. Hopefully, I'm not going to jinx them. And uh, but it's it, it's going to a different 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 level. And we have to be very careful in Canada because our our remembrance programs have been driven by the vets since since the 80s, and they did a magnificent job. And now that they're passing on and they're starting to go, you can see the sense of some our nationalism and our history falling off the abyss. It's going to be even harder for us to try to maintain this this importance uh, of of these battles. And of course, this is Normandy's only one. It's a, certainly a very important one. And for us uh, as Canadians, we were center stage in, in world history on that day, and we performed very well. I am curious: were our forces the underdogs when they went to Normandy? Geez, Normandy! Oh, wow, because it's. <laughs> Everybody was petrified. Churchill and these guys had the remembrance of July 1st, 1916, when they're going to mm. knock the Kaiser back to Berlin. And, of course, they had been wiped out. And, of course, you saw Dieppe. And Dieppe, in, in fact, was a raid against a, well, I wouldn't say undefended port, but a weakly defended port. And they had just, they, they caught us on the beaches and just shot you down. They didn't even have heavy guns in Normandy, or in, should say, in Dieppe. But by 1944, they had all the bunkers, the guns, uh, the, the minefields, the the, the all the booby traps going in. So it was a completely different defense, and it was a much worse than the app, and we had lost badly at the app. And that's the lesson of the app, really the main lesson, is we better be smarter next time. How were they able to be smarter for that? Well, they went on a much wider front, and they didn't go to a fortified position. When you went after Dieppe, it's a fortified position. So that's always going to be a hard nut to crack. They went along wide open beaches. In fact, the only area where they had trouble on D-Day was, of course, at Omaha. And that's one reason that the Americans lost their, their swimming tanks. They sank. They went in too early, and they lost their tank support going into the beach. And also, it, it's on a, like a little bit of a bluff there, and it held itself quite well for, for the defensive perimeter. Other places, Canadians and some of the Americans, particularly Utah, or even some of the British beaches, they got ashore very, very quickly. They, and they, they took out these pockets of resistance. The Germans, again, were stretched so thin, and also they thought they were going to come into Pas-de-Calais, not Normandy. It's amazing to me is we live in a world right now where it's very technolo- uh, technologically based. It's very much you can get satellites to look in on your your enemies and that kind of thing. You're not dealing with that at this time. And so it really is amazing that it, whether it was a stroke of luck or whether it was the proper planning and going that particular route, they could have very well faced a very different outcome when they went to Normandy. Well, the they Germans, of course, Hitler had helped kept all his tanks up, or most of his tanks up in, in the Pas-de-Calais area. The only idea is they had to hit them before the beachhead was established, and that took four or five days to do. The fighting was very heavy until the 11th of June. In fact, the initial landing was much, much uh, uh, less painful than they anticipated. Casualties were much lower. But they had to push inland. Of course, all these troops are green, too. Mm-hmm. So you're going into action here, and you know, you've never been in battle before, and, and there were certain uh, pains associated with that. We lost uh, people because we weren't quite, quite as sharp as we had been later on. The tankers were totally outgunned in Normandy. And they gradually, over the months that followed, they, they learned their lessons to, in the end, we could take out their tanks. We would set the traps. We would cover ourselves. But in the early stages, uh, our strategies were, were not, were not ex- experimented with. Uh, they were not proven. And we suffered uh, pretty heavily for it. Uh, one battle area in, around Caen, they lost over 400 tanks in a couple weeks.
Author and military historian Norm Christie joining us on Calgary today, talking about the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Norm, you've talked to a lot of veterans over the years, and I'm wondering, what did they credit that victory to? Yeah, it's an interesting question. There was a guy who wrote three books, uh, The Guns of Normandy, George Blackburn, who was a wonderful Second World War guy. And I used to talk to him quite a lot about the sort of the psychological effects of this stuff. Mm -hmm. They just, I would say they didn't even think about it. They were just going in and they were going to win. And there was no, there was just no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think of the guys I interviewed, nobody doubted it at all. I remember interviewing guys from the Chaudiers. These are, uh, they were notorious Chaudiers. Mm -hmm. And they were going in to take, take out everybody they could get. They were going to go. They were there to kill Germans, SS particularly. They didn't like the SS particularly. Right. And uh, these guys are very matter of fact. It's um, you know, it, it's interesting that this is a, a different question. But I asked all these questions when I was also doing the Korean War of, of Korean people. Mm-hmm. And of course, in Korea, I didn't realize it because I made a full paw. But Korean people are, are very much about face. So when you ask Canadians about this, and they'd say they, oh, yeah, I was afraid or whatever. I didn't was I didn't have time or no, I was you know. But in Korea, of course, you never you never ask them that. <laughs> I mm-hmm. learned the hard way when I kept doing these interviews. I got these stone cold faces going, and then finally they explained it to me uh, to my my dumb asset that I was doing this all wrong. I, I think the issue here is it, it's a different breed of people. They come from the depression. They're tougher than nails. They went in there. They had trained for years. They had a reputation to uphold, and they had a battle to win. And I don't ever recall anybody having any second doubts. The only time they've ever commented is when the, after the fall of Hong Kong, uh, the hours of darkness, when the, the Japanese and the, uh, the Germans were winning all their battles. But by, uh, by 1944, you know, things had started to turn around. Uh, interviewing Air Force guys, I mean, if you fought in 1940 or 41, you, you had horrific odds against you. By 1944, 45, things have turned around quite a lot. And the Germans are taking it, but they're still quite capable of putting up incredible defensive lines and taking out whole regiments uh, without any problem at all. Mm-hmm. When you look back on D-Day and you think about, you mentioned the fact that, you know, we need to keep remembering uh, what happened and, and really have that, the, uh, really appreciate that past. I'm curious, what do you think one uh, lesson we should be taking from D-Day that we should be utilizing on a day-to-day basis here? You know, one of the things, I go to do a lot of schools, and I, I ask them, and sometimes they're pretty dumbstruck, you know, they don't, some are very enthusiastic, some are sort of out of it. And I sit there and I say, one of the questions they always ask about the First and Second War, did these guys die in vain? Was it worth it? And the question really can only be answered by us. We determine whether it's worth it. We have an obligation to be better people than we are today in honor of these people who fought and died. And we should never forget that. And that's something that if you lose your history, you lose your sense of pride. You know, a country just becomes a piece of real estate if you lose your history. And this history comes with all the warts. You get it all, right? You get mm-hmm. you don't get only the good stuff. But generally, for Canada, we punched way above our weight in both the First and Second World War. And we won great laurels for our people at a terrible cost. We can celebrate uh, D-Day and or Normandy, and well, it was a great victory. But for five thousand families, they lost somebody. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge amount of grief associated with it. But 
you know, in the old days, it used to it's our glory is dead. And we sort of denigrated a lot of these phrases. But glory just meant you died for a higher purpose. And those guys from Saskatchewan or from Alberta or from, you know, anywhere across Canada, they're there. They don't have to be there. They, they believe in the nobility of their cause, and they're willing to sacrifice their life for it. So as, as representatives of these people, as descendants of these people, we really owe it to them to be better than we are. Agreed. Norm Christie, thank you so much for the time today. Author, military historian, here on the 75th anniversary of D-Day.